This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Oh, my goodness! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Gets to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! very well thank you i'm doing okay i got a bit of a cold but an absolute thrill to talk to you just what an hour and a half since the game ended and you're already home and dry oh it's beautiful in the heating's on nice and warm and uh yeah i could have i could have i could i could water stop from mine really if i wanted to I i don't want to oh you've waited so long for stockport to be back in the football league, and they'll be, you know, gone again after just what two seasons or whatever. <laughs> so. But they're having a bit of a wobble as we as we witnessed <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, um, my, shout out to my friend Luke, um, good friend of mine, he's a Stockport fan. But he was saying all week, "Oh, you're going to beat us. We're we're having a we're having a massive wobbler, and we're not scoring." And kind of, I kind of saw what he was on about today. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a good point away at top of the league and a clean sheet for I can't think the last time we got a clean sheet. Oh, it was the first game of the um, the gunning era, Bradford. Oh, of course it was, yeah. Yeah, Bycroft second. Sixth clean sheet of the season, four for Mahoney, two for Bycroft. Let, let's get cracking, because there will be a couple of tangents as we try and make this more than five minutes long. Uh, Bernie Man says, decent point in the grand scheme, but luck was being ridden big time. Bycroft with his best game so far, very timely. Good luck getting an hour of podding out of a game overall, though. Uh, this will be the pattern for the rest of the season. The odd one or three points now and then, rinse, repeat. So we have a challenge here to try and get... I'm not trying for an hour. I'll be happy with half an hour. We've got a lot of podding coming up with the midweek game uh, for two weeks in a row because we'll probably pod the youth team's quarterfinal at Bristol City. But let's start with the under-18s, but it wasn't great news for once from the uh, from the Swindon Town youth side. So Plymouth Argyle, the Youth Alliance Southwest Conference champions, will never sing that. Uh, Swindon had to win away at Plymouth this weekend and were 4-1 up, Max, courtesy of goals by Amin, Olsten and a brace from Keys. Uh, but with the game at 4-3... Sonny Hart was sent off, and I think there was still about half hour to go in there, picking up a second yellow. And they 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 dug in 
they they held on for so so long, but Plymouth grabbed the equaliser deep into injury time via a penalty, and that was their second converted spot kick of the game. So discipline, four 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 one up, player sent off. This feels almost too Swindony. If anything, it's, re- it's very first team, isn't it? <laughs> it's too much. It's almost as if you were sort of like doing a parody of Swindon Town. That if you were to get the script and read that, you go, "No, that's too. That's no. You know, it, that reads very Swindon. That's Hollywood Swindony, not real life Swindony." Nah, the under 18s did a did a fine job emulating. Well, look, they said they wanted to build build a clock, build a culture between the the youth and the first team, so. You know, consistency. <laughs> it's in their DNA. I am under the impression that the season ends for the youths, but they go into another stage now because they've qualified for the for the next bit. But there was a trophy for Plymouth, so that made me feel a little sad for, for the under-18s because it was so close for them. Yeah, and it's been... Well, you've, you've seen all season, it's been, like, such a positive season for the under-18s. It's really good to see, like, you know, the, the prospects that we do have on our hands, like... I'm hoping that they'll they'll learn a lot from from the game today, you know, because um, they, they can they can take that into the Bristol game. They'll know to to approach that game in a different way, be a bit more pragmatic, and in that the sort of later stages of the game, particularly if they're if they're a goal or two up, you know, I think they'll 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 learn from this, and I think they'll kick on. And you know, we know the quality of some of the players in there, so I, I think they'll be all right for the rest of this season. Yeah, I'll, I'll take glorious chaos like this at Ashton Gate in a. In just under two weeks' time, um, are you travelling down from Greater Manchester for it? I'm really tempted, you know. <laughs> I, I'm really, really tempted. God, those with disposable incomes, I envy thee. <laughs> it's on a, it's, it's, it's direct. Is whenever my my ruling with Swindon games, obviously, I'm I'm primarily attending away games. So if I can get a direct train somewhere, I will always consider it, and I can get a direct train to Bristol Temple Mead. So decision pending on that one well uh, i'll be looking forward to seeing you if you will be there i'm going um and as are over 500 swindon fans apparently i i can only assume they've they've got that guesstimate estimate that those numbers from bristol city given maybe signups using the swindon postcode so that won't include bristol based and other local based fans if they're just taking it from the SN, because I think I'm already on the Bristol City database, and well, I don't think I count in that 500. That's, that's a really quite brilliant number. I know the uh, the under 18s manager Sean Wood was talking up 5,000 <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, which uh, was optimistic for the seniors. But yeah, yeah, that, that's a really great number already for for that game. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's just good to see, isn't it? I guess like um, I think. You, you talk. You are talking four figures if it's not, you know, one of those like awkward um, midweek evening evening kickoffs. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be good to see them get the back in. I'm sure I'm sure they'll feed off the, the fans that go there and back them. So I think it'll be it'll be a vocal support as well. I'm pretty sure. You know, um, I think that swim fans are looking for something to really like shout for and get behind. So you know, they're in, the under 18s can be that. And I think it's. What, they, they've already done the draw for the semi-final, haven't they? It's Man City or someone. I can't remember the other one. It's Man City, let's be honest. <laughs> well, considering Swindon... So. Consider, yeah, I bet you... <laughs> yeah, well, touche. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of the Bristol City game at the moment because they are a very good academy, but Man United looked trash at the county ground and Sunderland were, were better, but still... We, we dug in and really looking forward to it. Uh, I, I have enjoyed the concerns from some fans over the lack of uh, segregation uh, for this game. Uh, I will say if, if, if you're getting tooled up for an under-18s game, then that says probably more about you than anyone else. But I'm sure we'll find a block and congregate. Yeah, no, they're, they're, it's like you say, if there's, if there's trouble under-18s, then... Uh... As a VP, one needs to have a look in the mirror. <laughs> not um, to go, not to call Michael Flynn on them. Yes, indeed. Um, I missed that mirror. I wonder where it is. Oh, it's broken, surely. Oh, yeah, lots of bad luck. Uh, <laughs> right, um, more tangents. Uh, one of the things in the build-up to this game within the Low Strangers WhatsApp group was firmly pie chat. Max, this was your time. Although this is one of your closest fixtures 
for you. Uh, this was the reason for your attendance over everything else. I've been looking forward to this all season because the, the pie the pie was great last time when I came along, and they've since added a chicken bolty pie, which is my pie pie preference, and it fully met all the expectations. And then a second pie was had at half time because <laughs> the first half wasn't great, oh, okay. and I had to I had to enhance I had to enhance the day. So it made it all worth it in the end. Okay, so you're, you're, you're saying that you had a second pie because of the football and not because you were always going to uh, have a have a little a serving of seconds. I, I can't possibly confirm or deny that. <laughs> um, ratings for both of them, please? Oh, the, the Balti is a solid nine. It'd be ten if there was gravy. Okay. And the chicken and ham was an eight. Look at that, see? It's not always gravy up north. It's not always gravy, but it should be. I remember... It's got to be with a pie. It's got, <laughs> it's got to be. be. Absolutely agree. I remember when um, me and Mrs. P moved to Durham and we had a Chinese a couple of weeks into our stay there and them saying over the phone when we ordered, do you want gravy with that? And we were just like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Where? How? But let's do this. Let's see how it goes. I had the same experience and a night out um, in one of those sort of latch, sort of um, late night kebab. It wasn't a van, it was a building, but it was like an open latch. And I ordered a burger and they said, did you want gravy on that burger? And I said, hell yes. And it was <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic experience, but a very messy one. Oh, no, I can imagine. Um, it's the same. Um, places in Manchester tend to do... Um... Chips, cheese, and gravy. Yep, yep. And that is a that is a complete mess. It's a staple. Yep, it's it's one that they do up in the northeast. What a, what a region the north is. I and mean, all these all the southerners down here saying that you know we're superior. Nah, nah, no, you're, you're really not. <laughs> nah. I've lived up here for ten years now, and yeah, it's just better. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Okay, I think we've tangent enough. Ten minutes. Well done. Uh, we, we've done it. Uh, let's <laughs> let's go with the lineups because there was another heavy rotation here. We had Bycroft in goal. We said welcome back to Harrison Mintern after a few games out, um, sitting on the bench or not in the squad at all. Kokolo and then Blake Tracy McCarthy just ahead. We had Kane and McEachran. Devoy came back. Glatzel, El Buzedi came back in, and as did Charlie Austin with the skipper's armband. Later, we would see Aguilar play. Uh, Brewitt play, Drinnen play, and McCurdy come on for the last 10 minutes or so. Hepburn Murphy and Sean McGurk, Connor Bran were unused subs for this nil-nil draw at Stockport. Tom Fred, 85, says, was sat waiting for the inevitable stoppage time winner. There's plenty to moan about at the moment, but a point away to the top of the league and a clean sheet to boot. We're all taking that at 3pm, and I think... Ultimately, Max, you can't really look beyond that. There's no way you can argue against that, is there? No, there's really not. Like I, I, I was expecting the worst to be honest, because it's typical that, and yet Stockport are in bad form. But it's typical you you come to a team that are in bad form, and you be the one to you know break break and you be the one to break their sword duck. But no, it was good to see that um, you know. We were set up well in, in ways to try and we limited them as much as we possibly could, but and and Bycroft was there like I'm really bad today. I think he, I think I looked at the stats he made nine saves, um, which you know you, and you can say whether some of them were straight at him or whatever, but he's uh, he's kept us in it for the full game, and I kept turning to um, turning to my mates around me and just saying like we'll go nick this now, <laughs> and we always kind of had that tension because. It's it's the with the way we set up and we have got a lot of pace going forward now, so there's always potential for us to do that. So as long as we can be a bit more solid, if we're going to set up in a more counter-attacking way, then maybe that could be the way forward for the rest of the season. I don't know. Yeah, when when I read Tom's message, waiting for the inevitable injury time goal, I was kind of thinking winner because because it would have been it would have been more i think it would have been more typical for swindon to snatch it even if that's not how the game played out and we'll talk about the standard of the game during this conversation because there is a little bit of back and forth between swindon fans this evening about what constitutes as a good result performance versus you know and all that malarkey but i was kind of reading that going well do you know what it would be very very this season now if swindon were to to win it uh and kind of sum up Stockport's recent form too, but it wasn't to happen either way. Shall we get out shall we get man of the match out of the way? Because 
everybody who has voted man of the match has said Jack Bycroft. There were key saves throughout this game that kept us in it. It wasn't a sort of resolute. It wasn't a wall of a defensive performance. They did get through. They did have clear chances. There were some pretty decent saves in there. So this is Jack Bycroft's day. Oh, 100%. I think at times the (laughs) set the racks in front of him didn't make Bycroft's job the easiest, but um, he dealt with everything that was thrown at him, and that's all you could really ask of him, really. Yeah. And he's he's, he's essentially ended the point. Yeah, good. Good for him, because he's had a little bit of pressure in recent weeks. I've, I've said it on the pod that I've even gone so much as hearing a couple of light boos in terms of him. But the discussion within our friendship group, Max, is very much that he's got more potential than Murphy Mahoney. And we liked Murphy Murphy Mahoney. There's no revisionism on that. We were fans of Mahoney. But but the, the pluses that Bycroft brings are arguably better than what we had before. So hopefully he can kick on for the remainder of the season or indeed just continue to improve as we go towards 24-25. Yeah, I think based on, and um, I think I've, I've watched most of the games since Bycroft has come in, and I think based on what I've seen of Bycroft versus what I've seen of Mahoney, I think if you're offering me, if you're offering me either of them next season on, say, a two-year deal, I'm, I'm taking Bycroft, definitely. I think he just I think he just has a bit more he has a bit more presence about him, which I think is a big thing for keepers at this level. Um and I think once he has a more settled defence in front of him, I think he can really command that back line and um I think that'll be a big sort of asset for him going forward. And I mean today I I know Terry hates this about goalkeepers being good shot stoppers, because yes, that is their job. <laughs> um but he dealt with a lot of different he dealt with a lot of different kind of shots on him um today and he dealt with it all pretty well. So, yeah, like I said, can't 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 ask much more of him. Terry's all got us flapping, hasn't he? We all we all <laughs> worry about <laughs> irking Terry from time to time, but we stand our ground in private um, every now and again. But sometimes we just let Terry do his thing, especially when normally when he's at his angriest, Swindon score. So I was just happy to chum the water on that front today, but <laughs> it didn't it didn't happen. We'll talk about the performance. In, in a few moments, I, I do want to focus on a couple individuals because we did see, as I mentioned there before, the return of Harrison Minturn after a few weeks out. It's not really had much rubber the green in terms of selection. Uh, we all thought he was off to Middlesbrough, didn't we, uh, before before the transfer window closed, but it didn't happen. He's not really played much since. He came in at right back for Udoka Godwin-Malife, who's a bit stiff. Uh, he's played a lot of minutes, so hopefully he's back Tuesday. It feels like a can kick, but we'll see if he's good to go. Before the game, I was a little bit worried with this. Not that I don't have faith in Harrison Minter, and I just think it was a quite a big fixture to throw him in in a position where he's not at his most comfortable. And there was a little bit of an awkward exchange in the uh, post-match with Gavin Gunning this evening when Andrew Hawes he was asked when Gavin Gunning was asked about selecting Harrison Minturn over Brooklyn Genesini, who can play it right back. It's his position. His answer was because I'm the coach and I decided to do it. Um, and then is it like, well, I'm not, you know, Andrew Hawes is trying to say, like, well, I'm just asking the question. And then, Gavin Gunning does that thing that Gavin Gunning does where he asks the questions, which isn't is never never a great listen. But if you were the coach, would you have gone with Genesini? Well, the answer to that is, well, we don't know because we never see him. But the, the explanation was Harrison Minton is a right-sided centre-back who has played in a three and is, is suited to right-back. It, it makes sense. I'm not going against Gunning and I've given up on Brooklyn Genesini. I've no idea if he's out of contract at the end of the season or if he's got another year left. Some online sources suggest he's a he's a two-yearer, but I don't know if that was ever disclosed. How did Harrison do today? I thought he did okay. Good. Um, I thought, obviously... And and you know what he did he did get in particularly in the second half of the counter he did get a few chances where he was able to sort of run down the right channel with the ball and I think I think the thing he was kind of forced into doing was he was having to cross it quite early because obviously he's he's going to be limited in terms of going forward because he's a centre back so um, I thought generally defensively he was okay um, I do think that um, Stockport exposed us down that side a couple of times just because Elbazetti found himself up quite high a lot of the time um, and 
stop what we're finding themselves in by just playing a quick one-two around either Minton. And they were doing it on Kokolo's side as well. So this wasn't just a Minton thing. I think that was just their way of kind of breaking us up. But, I mean, I've, I've always found with, with, with Harrison Minton that he sort of had that run in the team sort of through November, December time where I did think that he wasn't playing at his best. Whereas, I think games like today, and I always think back to Salford away where he's thrown in, he seems to do all right. I don't think the occasion gets to him. Um, you know, I think he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think just if you can, it, he, I think he just needs consistently to be played at centre back with a good older head next to him to help him develop his game. Yeah, and then I think we'll see the best Harrison Minton. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Actually, that notion that you're in today, son, selection as and. I mean, the the latter stages of the Flynn era were terminal for all the defensive line, weren't they? I mean, it yeah. it wasn't pretty. And I do subscribe to the argument that people like Harrison Minton need experience by their side. And there is <laughs> there are appearances next to him at the tail end of the Flynn era, but there wasn't much leadership. And I know we put a lot on McCarthy, but even though the goals have leaked... It's looked more of a defensive line since he's arrived, so maybe that's enough. Who knows? Who knows? But it was good to see him back and put in a performance in a game where we didn't do anything daft, which is really, really good. And I also want to throw in just like, I think he he was getting, there was times where he was getting a little bit of stick when he was running down the right from the crowd and stuff, but I, I don't think you can judge him too much on his forward prowess because again he's been asked to he's been thrown in and asked to do a job and that's not much more he could do i mean and i mean the the, the genesini thing is just i mean i'm half expecting him to see him on a milk carton or something because i, I don't think he's even in training pictures of whether he's he's not even he's not on the bench he's not just there's just no yeah i i think that's just just forget about him because it's just not going to happen flynn didn't see anything in, in him and it's obvious that Gunning doesn't either. It is what it is with him. It's a shame, but... It is a shame for him, but I don't think... There was a stage in the season where people were really calling for Brooklyn Genesini to play, but it's not been a season for for individuals to be brought in and and changing the world. It's more of a desperate plea to see something from the, the same players playing week in, week out and still losing. But last time I saw Genesini was doing the uh, warming up before the game doing cardio and so forth with other players who weren't in the match day squad. You would have thought he would have been out on loan by now, but it hasn't happened. But I think we've given... Or even Brooklyn... even on the bench, because you think that it, the only defender on the bench was was Tom Brewer today. Um, you know, there's not... For the for the signings we did make in January, there's still massive holes in this squad. And whether that... I know, I know, I know there are some of those down to injury, but like, you know, we knew that... I mean, Reese Devine's going to be going to be going to be out injured, and um, that Tom Clayton's going to be out injured for the rest of the season. You know, there's. I think we've done some right things in terms of recruitment, but I mean, that's, I think it's just another example of a hole in our squad. Yeah, Harrison Minton started ahead of Tom Brewett. Tom Brewett came on later in the game. All okay on that front? Didn't really notice him that much. I mean, um, this was the issue is, and in that stage of the game, when when McEachern, um went off injured. It completely disjointed everything we were doing. That that that's kind of, and the stop had a good twenty minute spell where they were all over us. Now, I think yeah, I, th- I think he's brought on Brewer to kind of try and steady that a bit. And I'm, and I suppose like their their chances did quieten down a bit, but they were still at us till the very end. So maybe maybe made a bit of a difference. I don't know. I I, I didn't notice anything particularly negative or positive regarding Tom Brewer coming on. I think it was just. Let's get another body back there to try and I don't know see things out. In terms of like blow by blow of the game, I don't, well, listen, when I read out the listeners' contributions, you'll get quite a sobering summary of what this game was in terms of entertainment. I'm seeing the season out in a game by game basis, Max. I've got no expectations. I don't think we're going up. I don't think we're going down. So I'm going into every game just interested to see what tweaks gunning does to see what the individual performances are like and going from there in terms of being entertained it's not on my radar this wasn't a good game 
this was a dull game. It was, I mean, I, I can say that I didn't pay to go and watch it. You, you did, but, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm not going to polish that. It's a fantastic point. It's a deserved point, but it wasn't a great game of football. But was it good in terms of what we were trying to do? Well, I'm not really sure what we what we were trying to do. I'm trying, Swindon here. I'm trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, I do think there was an element of we're trying to soak up the pressure. But the problem is when you're trying to soak up the pressure and like Charlie Austin isn't a, a counter-attacking player to be the focal point. Um, I think that we, the, the, and the midfield was fine, but you kind of see as soon as we get a, do get a ball over the over the halfway line, our shape completely evaporates, and it feels like we're just like uh, I guess I can try and put it to the general back post there, and there might be someone there, and sometimes Elbazetti would get onto the end of Williams Kakola across, and sometimes it would just either go out for a goal kick or safely into the hands of the Stockport keeper. So, like. I think we, I think we had a fun. It's, it feels like Gunners just said to him, "Just go be solid," and they're like, um, "Okay, we can do that." What do we do when we go forward? It's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, hit it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think back to the first half, and I remember thinking it's going to be a long day with the opening exchanges. Then Swindon got into it more, and it sort of, it was, it wasn't a. I don't, I don't think Stockport got their selection right. I don't think Challenger got it right for them and he he addressed that the big moment really for us was in the 19th minute where I've seen less forgiving comments about this so Williams Kokolo has a low drive parried by the goalkeeper Hinchliffe and Albuzedi's effort is at a tight angle and it hits the post lots of people are saying that, that you've, you've got to score that that's that that is got to be in and looking at the reaction of his teammates Charlie Austin in the middle I think I think Charlie either agrees that it should have been in in the back of the net or at least put back into the box for him to tap it in which was very much on I think Albuzedi's not panicked but he's just gone with his instinct there and he's not really shown much football intelligence there by seeing what was in because even if he, he doesn't look up and just squares it into the box there's there's a high chance it's it's meeting the foot of Charlie Austin I'm not gonna drag him through hot coals for that it's I think we would have all had a crack uh, and he probably should have done better but as the great Gavin Gunning would say it is what it is it is what it is yeah but I think my <laughs> my initial reaction was just was like how has he not squared that but it is. I, I I can I can see why he's taking the shot, even if it is if it's from a tight angle. I think you know the keeper's completely out of whack, and yeah, I I can see I can see why he's gone for it. Um, maybe that's just an element of you know a bit of you know f- football intelligence trying to just get it get it get it to a smarter position. But you know that's why they're in League Two, I suppose. As as I believe Gunning has also said before. Oh, he says it all. He says it all. And it's fun and infuriated all in equal measure sometimes. Um was there anything really from the first half that you wanna that you wanna cover? People were really wound up by Miles Hippolyte um on their right winger. Because I think that, uh, it, oh as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's that's fantastic. I want that on the back I I'd want that on the back of the shirt. Um I think at one point he, he's gone down faking an injury and you know, getting booed every time he's on the ball through courtesy of being right in front of the away fans. Um, and just, there's just moment, it's just, can't, it, there's little moments, and you can see, we've spoke all season about mistakes coming from the team, and you can see why when you look at, when you pay close attention to certain patterns of play that we do, like, bits like, um, Blake, Tra- Blake Tracy has got a ball coming towards him for a player who he's convinced is offside, uh, and he's got two arms in the air looking at the linesman, and the linesman's like, well, I'm not putting my bug up. Um, it's just little lapses. There's little lapses of concentration, and and it's a good thing that you know Bycroft had the game he did today because I think it did save us at times because there's just little lapses of concentration. Um, you know, you you can you can see where mistakes come from. I think we were just kind of fortunate, particularly in the first half, that Stockport weren't able to really grasp onto those. Like Paddy Madden didn't really offer much for them up front. I think one once um what at the time in the game where they did bring on. I think it was a bit too late. Um, 
yeah, I think they they they, they just needed a bit more mobility out of front, which they didn't have. I think if they had if they'd had more mobile strikers up there with them, Stockport, then I think they would have threatened us a little bit more. But I think we found Madden fairly easy to deal with. I think it was sort of everyone around him that was a little bit more of a struggle, particularly in midfield. I mean, you only have to look at the names in there, like Sasvich, like we know everyone knew going into the game, like what he's done to us in previous games and how like smart a midfielder he is and Nick Powell. <laughs> you know, like think of like what his ceiling was at one point. I'm like, I know it's not worked out for him, but at this level, like he's a quality midfielder. Um I think he he showed that at times today. I think the the midfield battle, especially once McEpkin went off, was was it was all Stockport there. And I think that's kind of what's meant we haven't really gone on to threaten much in terms of like we haven't really created anything clear cut because I think we just you know struggled to really break them down and get a good clear attacking move into their box. Uh, Robert Hammond says for Swindon, great attitude. Midfield looked better without Khan. Do you agree? Well, maybe maybe less. I mean, I'm very 50-50 on Khan. So I think at times, like, he can be, like, the best player in our entire team. I think at times he can be a total liability. Um, I thought Kane was pretty positive. Um, McEachran, very good until, like I've I've said a few times, until he had to go off. Um, The boy was okay. Um, Didn't didn't see a lot from him. But I suppose he, he was playing a bit higher at the pitch where... We weren't seeing much of the ball, so I think that's a bit more understandable that he wasn't really as involved as he'd probably like to be. But I, I, I do quite like um, Kane and McEachran as sort of partnership behind behind Devoy. I think that can be a good base going forward for the rest of the season. We're, we're talking about setup here, but if, if Gavin Gunning sets up gung-ho and saying in the press, I think we can beat them, they're not as good as what everyone says, League 2 is rubbish, then, and we get spanked, then we're all going to go wild at him. But at least he's recognised that we're not better than Stockport. So he's, he's trying to switch it up a little bit. And although not in attaining and although there were moments where we, we should have been punished, does, does he and the the club generally deserve some credit here? Um, I, I, I think like you can, there was, there was, there was a certain setup today. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe in high you say like Stockport could have been there for the taking a little bit, but, yeah, I just think, but it wasn't, was it? Ultimately, no. they weren't there for the taking, and that, and that's what Swindon fans are, are, are fairly lingering on. Like, great point. Yep, we we didn't get spanked, and that's what we all thought we were going to get. But let's not pretend that this was like, <laughs> like a sensational moment. But but we still need to give some credit where it's due. I think. Yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've, I've, we 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 were solid enough, um, and you know the, the chance we gave up, we had a good we had a good keeper behind them to kind of keep us in it. So, um, yeah, it, it it and it is yeah, like I say, if you, I, go to anyone and say, do you want do you want a point before the game gets? I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. You take that all day, and just hopefully it's something we can build on. Yeah, build on for what though. Well, uh, kind of, you kind of look at like the make of the squad, and I know that a lot of them are, you know, whether they're on short term deals and whether they're going to stay. Um, I'd like to think that they're going to make an effort to keep guys like someone like McEachern. I really, really, really want us to keep Glatzel because I can see why he. You can see why he was rated so highly. I think like he provides a lot of energy, which we've been missing up, which we've been missing up front since Jake Young, Jake Young left. Yeah. Um, so I think he he's going to be a good part to build on. I think it's just I think we need to really work out now and what the, what really um, Jamie Ross should be doing is working out right which of this lot are going to be here next year. How can we, you know, whether it's experiment with positions or experiment with certain partnerships if you know who's going to stay and just see what we can see what we have to do in the summer. I think the more knowledge we get of the players and what's going to happen with them now that the easier the summer can be in terms of recruitment because there are still big holes in the squad. There's a lot of work to do. I think the more kind of diligence they can do on what we have and what we have going forward, it's going to make the summer way smoother. Particularly if we can look at, let's say, let's, let's just say for example, say like today we need, like we had to put Harrison Minter in there. So we know we need a right back. So you can start looking into that now. Um, Whereas, let's say, you know, I don't know maybe Albazetti, it's just going to be the short-term loan and whether he goes back to Sweden or 
if he ends up going somewhere else, fine. But then you know, right, so we need an attacking player who's going to be able to play on the right-hand side. Uh, I think we just need to figure out quickly who's going to be here long-term. Because I think it's... Because I, I, I'm of the belief that it's worthless playing someone for the rest of the season if they're not going to be here next year. Because like I say, we're not going up, we're not going down. So now it should all be about getting minutes in play, getting minutes and developing players who are going to be a part of our future. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh, no. Here I am holidaying in Europe, and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep-side town performance on the television. Unless... <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash loafstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way the link is in the podcast episode description box lovely stuff hi ls pod fans it's jr here enthusiastic contributor and former swindon mcdonald's employee farewell outlet village one time i got to serve the then swindon manager roy evans yes i know what you're wondering big mac with medium fries and admittedly why roy may have regretted some choices at sm1 well you can't go wrong with the classics and you can't go wrong with muck delivery where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me your favorites can come to you order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Ball deflects wickedly across the box off the Stockport defender. Pull back for Reed. Reed lays this off to Darcy on the edge of the box. Blake Tracy can shoot, and Fraser Blake Tracy pings an arrow into the bottom corner. Second half, then talk me through it because <laughs> I think we've done really well to get this far. Yeah. Um, so obviously Stockport made the change. I think they brought on yeah they brought on Bristow and they brought on Pine. Uh, so they, they kind of replaced their. I think it was. Cass was definitely the wide centre back that went off. I can't remember who else went off, um, but they were they came out with a lot of energy in the second half. Um, they'd obviously they'd obviously all had rockets put up, put up their backsides. Um, you could tell that from the start. It was intense from the start of the half, and it pretty much that's pretty much what lasted till the end. I think they had a lot of joy going forward. They had a lot of the ball, um, and. Only took, I think McEachern went up. McEachern only lasted about ten minutes till he had to go off, and that's when they really started coming into it. And we were well under the cost for a good, the good sort of first twenty twenty five minutes of the half. So we dealt with it okay. Gave away quite a few corners, and you know, any any time there's a set piece with this Swindon team, I'm like, oh, here we go. But we seem to deal okay with it for the most part. <laughs> I can, I, you could, you could kind of go through a blow by blow of what happened in the half, but it was, it was very similar patterns of Stockport would have a good three or four minutes in our half, and then we might, and then we managed to get a ball out wide, whether it was to Coca-Cola or, or to Minton, try and get an early cross up Charlie to knock it down for someone, and you know, try, try and try and hit him on the counter somehow, but we just weren't really getting off that final ball, and the problem I kind of found with this team, particularly in the second half was that desire to go after the second balls and go after, go after loose balls like Stockport just had way more energy than us and I don't I don't know whether that was for a mixture of I don't know if they've got fresher legs than us in terms of, I know I know that like fitness has been talked about to the point where it's not mind numbing with this team but you know it's going to be I suppose it's going to be a factor we really outran that second half which was weird to see because the one thing I kind of expect from particularly with with what Gunning's going to set them up to do. I'm expecting, you know, physicality and, uh, you know, chasing down those loose balls and just weren't seeing enough of... Uh, I suppose, well, we were seeing a bit of it, but weren't winning enough of them. Yeah. While you're saying that, I'm just scrolling through the listeners' contributions and it really is mostly along the same lines with with some disagreement, depending on what you feel that that performance 
was like Ben Sharp says, fantastic performance there, and David Bunt says decent defensive performance, even with the Jack Bycroft saves, and then you've got Craig Clark abysmal viewing. Uh, man of the match Bycroft, no other contenders. Uh, David James Bond says poor game, but a fantastic point away from home. Uh, Tucker Jenkins, poor game, two shit teams. Better team puts us to the sword, but as it was Stockport, didn't do enough in front of goal and Bycroft was at his best. Uh, so far first, and who gets man of the match? And in isolation, Mark Kirkman says a good point, but almost entirely meaningless given the shit show of the season. Fair play to those who travelled. Uh, you know, well done, Max. Uh, I am now That's only going to ground Sutton and Barrow to get me closer to the 92. 18 to go. Well done, Mark. Um, Muttley saying, can't believe I'm going to say this, but it is a well-earned point considering I was thinking we'll lose this game all week. Here's hoping for three points versus Tramier on Tuesday. Jimmy Legg says, I don't think uh, many would have expected a draw before the game, but very happy with that. Sounded like we rode our luck, but... Thankful we met an out-of-form Stockport for this one. And and I think that's the general consensus, really. I mean, there are people in the moment that go, do you know what? I travelled up to that game today, or across, or down, and they, they might have been expecting a drubbing, and they got a point. So people within their right to say, that was a really good point. But given what we've experienced all season long, it, it is understandable people shrugging their shoulders and go, well, we're still 18th. And we're not nine points away from the playoffs now. We're now 11. We're just going to do this dance until the end of the season. Like Bernie Man was saying, well, we'll pick up three points here, a point there, then we'll lose two. And and ultimately, we'll end up in mid-table, perhaps above the Beamish line. There's there's nothing in it. And I know, I mean, we read out what Gunning said at the end of the game. He called it a great performance, solid behind the ball, clean sheet. It's fantastic for the team. Stockport, along with MK Dons, one of the best squads in the league. You come to the league leaders and keep a clean sheet. You have to be proud. You finished with saying we will start getting very positive results too. I'm confident of that. And what the reason for that is, Max, frankly, Gavin Gunning, like many fans, will have major expectations for the next two home games. We've got Tramier on Tuesday and then Harrogate. That has to be four points minimum as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, it has to be because and especially... With the way that you know, we've all been saying like, "Oh well, you know, give it another, give it after the the, the stocky game," and you know, we'll be able to just, um, have to stop this rotation. Or I believe that he's kicked that can back down again. But I mean, it, either way, like I, I think the, the team, the team that we play with today, and the options we've got off the bench today, yeah, like there's more than enough there that we should be getting point, like getting good points out of these two games, like. Like you, you think to get get two home wins, and I'm not saying it'll be a playoff race because it's not. It's not going to be, but I think it'll just do do a lot of good to lift the mood everywhere, and that's what we need for the rest of the season. I think we just need to lift the mood and give people a genuine reason to be positive for next season. Because based on what I mean, if you base it on up what we're seeing up to now, you know you can understand why people are pessimistic looking at next season because there's not been a lot on show in terms of thinking, well, are we going to challenge for League 2 play like this? No, probably not. And based on like the squad the, the, the squad building that we've done, there's still holes, but you can at least build something now, use these next two games to put yourself on a bit of a platform and maybe get everyone on that positive mindset they love, they love to, <laughs> to <laughs> well, yeah. out. I'll tell you that now. It's a huge opportunity for the club, though, the next two games. I think we I think we pretty much discussed the Stockport game now, haven't we? I don't think there's any real need to go into any more nitty-gritty. If indeed we did get into any nitty-gritty, we did mention we hit the post once. Um, and, and Harry McGurney was booked for dissent again. Hey, yeah, and Kokono can't be far off a suspension. He seems to be getting booked weekly at the moment. So, yeah, Swindon are 18th. We've got 17th place Tramier, who lost quite a big game against Forest Green Rovers this weekend. And then we've got Harrogate, who aren't in red-hot form themselves. They've had a much better season than we have in terms of the fact that they've managed to win more games because we've become draw specialists, really, this season. And that's what's killed us, really, when you see that Crawley are eighth with a game in hand, and they've lost the same amount of games as Swindon this season. 
in 14. So it really is the the draws that have done us in and been terrible for about three months, of course. But in terms of like what you were saying there for the club, the, the season tickets are going to be announced any day now. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're holding them back for the Tramier and Harrogate games, especially the first game, to get three points. I mean, I know it was a Saturday game originally, but if I if I see Tramier at home, I'm always thinking three points for some reason. Maybe we're, we're quite a bit of a bogey club for them. I know we've lost a few away recently, but... If 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 you we're going up against a team that's on the same amount of points of us over thirty four games, you have to win that. That has to be a win. And then Harrogate at home, you know they're quite stingy in terms of goals scored and goals conceded. But you've got to be expecting to to dent them and then be a, they're a club on the wobble. But what it doesn't change is the fact that if we win six points and everything goes our way. We're only climbing as far as 14th, 15th at that point. And I just think we're relying way too much on on everything else. But if we're talking about football in game-by-game basis, which is what I've been talking about, and that's how I'm considering it, if the club are doing the same, they're going to pounce at this point because they're going to need as much good vibes as possible to sell those season tickets. If we don't beat, if we lose one of those games, then attendances are going to drop and drop and drop. Yeah, and we talk about those sort of floating season ticket holders, right? The ones that are going to look at how how, how we're performing and how the club's being ran and, you know, it's the difference between, you know, three and a half hours and five hours in season ticket holders next season. And if they show up again and see us lose Tramia on what might be a miserable rainy Tuesday night and then Harrogate come who'll bring 40 fans and if they win as if they, if they win as well you know it's not a good luck it's just it's just generally not a good luck and yeah like you say if, if they can get two wins out of this then I think I, I I think they'll wait until after the Harrogate game to release them I think they'll wait for the Monday after yeah um especially if we beat Tramier on Tuesday. And I say that and it feels like I'm being unfair to town fans who I'm almost certainly going to renew because I'm a Swindon fan, not a current ownership fan. I support Swindon Town Football Club. So, you know, as long as Swindon Town Football Club exists, I'll make my decision based on that and my personal life. You know, if, if I can't afford it, I won't get a season ticket, for example. But if I can, I will. And I don't want people to to think, oh, I think we'll win two games and then 5,000 people are going to buy season tickets on good faith that everything's changed. I don't think that. But it is an opportunity for just a little bit of sunshine after the rain, so to speak. Yeah, and like you say, like, the club need that. And I think... And, and you think Gunning... I think Gunning needs it as well, because if he really, if he's, if he really thinks he's a contender for the job, then, he's, he, then he, he knows he has to go and, like, get wins out of these two games. Forget him. I need it. <laughs> I need it. Where do you think he stands for the job at the moment? I, I I, personally would be shocked if the club weren't talking to people. I, I'm just, I just think it would be stunning if Swindon weren't secretly talking to people, seeing what was out there, seeing who, who was, were possibles instead of letting Gavin Gunning just, just relax and, and think the job is his. I'm just, I don't trust the people at this club to hire someone competent. (laughs) Oh, I didn't say they were competent. (laughs) And I also, I just, I think they're going to hire him because of the amount of faith that Clem Orfuni clearly personally has in him because he's been to his house. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is, this, this lends more into my theory. I think, and this is, this is me just speculating. I think Gunning will see out the season maybe and he will think or he thinks the job is his and they won't and it'll it'll be a surprise to Gavin Gunning. I think yeah, yeah. I think I think the club are very capable of that. <laughs> I think they really are. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we managed to get forty eight minutes out of this. I think I, I would quite happily to pr- prove Bernie Man wrong, who in fairness said good luck. He didn't say it wasn't possible. But I would quite happily talk randomly for 12 minutes, just take it to the corner flags to prove that this can be done. But I think <laughs> I think we could end it there. Well, it's got to be a win on Tuesday, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it needs to be. I think it absolutely has to be. I mean, this was a, was this originally going to be 
Gunning's first game as well. Yes, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that so, would have, we would have won that. We haven't beat Tranmere in our previous five meetings. Goodness me. I'm, what am I living <laughs> off? The 90s or something? The last win against them was on in January 2019, a 2-1 win away. Oh, here we go then. Uh, do you want to guess our two goal scorers that day? Oh, gosh. What is it? Is it Theo Robinson and Carl Bennett? I don't know. It's, uh, Mark Richards and Michael Dalty. Oh, memories. I cannot believe it's that long. Oh, now I'm nervous. I've said some big claims. <laughs> um, and now... No, I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to stick with it. They've, they've put themselves in a bit of pressure, Tramier, as well. So that adds a little bit of more intrigue to Tuesday night with them losing against Forest Green Rovers. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. We don't get enough night games. We're both in the playoff race. Both on equal points. This is a six-pointer. It's a six-point playoff provisional... <laughs> Oh my goodness. If we win two games in a row, it's going to be hard to simmer that noise down, especially after the huge leaps in the league Walsall and uh, Crawley did today. But they've got six or seven points on us, 11 points adrift. Let's take this positivity, this positive result to Tuesday night. Max, Jack Bycroft, thank you very much. Cheers. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.